You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Gamescoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. This is Greg Miller. Hey, that's right. I've only been with you for like 260 episodes. (laughs) (laughs) This is Justin Justified Davis. Oh, all right. Okay. And this is Brian Altano. Nothing in the middle. No, nothing. (laughs) Brian, nothing Nothing in in the the middle, middle. Altano. (laughs) That would be something, I think. Uh, if you're just tuning in, uh, GameScoop is, of course, IGN's video game talk show, uh, where we just talk about, you know, what's going on in the video game world. We shoot the breeze. We, just, we just, just rap with each other. Yeah. yeah. yeah friends true. sitting around. Hanging out. We Fireside air, chats. We air uh, Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, and uh, this Friday, you'll have a chance to win another $250 Best Buy Ooh. gift card. Stay tuned for that. Uh, it's that time of year again, uh, when we're all sort of thinking about Game of the Year, we're all sort of we're trying to play as many games yeah. as we can, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> trying to knock them out because uh, we're, we're sort of trying to finalize our list of nominees right now. We yeah. are, we're not we're not ready to vote yet. We're just trying to get a list of nominees together. So, yeah. you know, we we've had been having meetings. Everyone's playing stuff. A lot of fighting. I love yeah. I love this time of year because it's yeah. uh, it's the whole year. Games are coming out. We're all playing them sort of sporadically and independently. And this is the one time where I can come in on a Monday and be like, "Holy shit! Did you guys play this over the weekend?" And yeah. ten other people jump up and they're like, "Yes!" And it sucked. Or like, yes, yes, and I loved it until yeah. this, or that. Or it had pacing issues and all this stuff, yeah. which is great. I, 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 that's my favorite thing about 
finishing video games is coming in and having well yeah right like that's uh, people will get on you all the time about like we feel like we have to play everything as it comes out because Mm -hmm. we want to be part of that discussion and this is the one time a year where it comes back around where it was like it was we had the meeting on Friday right the first of our many meetings about all this nomination stuff and to sit there for an hour and a half and just talk to each other about games was really cool because we don't get that chance often to talk about different things that Justin's played on his mobile platform that I haven't played yet because I've been doing PS3 stuff Mm -hmm. doing real games yeah you know not playing baby games not playing things for children (laughs) do any of you feel ready to cast your vote yet no I I don't I I feel like I have a good idea of where my votes are all I I do not have a a final game of the year vote I I have one that I'm sort of hovering around right now so do we feel comfortable revealing that right now I don't think we can what's interesting is that last year (laughs) (laughs) so obviously last year not everybody it wasn't a unanimous vote for Portal 2 like that was IGN's game of the year you know some people like Skyrim some people you know you obviously loved Uncharted but like there was no one you know even if people didn't vote for Portal 2 they're like man that was a great game like that was it was an easy choice compared to how maybe it could be. There wasn't a ton of back and forth. This year it seems much more wide yeah, open. Yeah, I agree to that. There's, there's a lot more candidates, I think, up in the running right now. Yep. That could easily be it. Where you're mm-hmm. like, oh, man, all and right, that's yeah. kind of cool. Like The general consensus is that this year was probably not as strong of a year for video games as last year. Um, but that allows stuff to slip in there. Like It allows... You know, I don't even know. Like, we're talking a lot about Hotline Miami. We're talking a lot about FTL. We're talking a lot about games like Unfinished Swan and Journey yeah, and yeah, these yeah. games that, you know, in a bigger year would probably not be in the running. It's like, man, that game was really good. Um, so we're seeing a lot more stuff sort of slip up there, and the conversation's <coughs> a lot bigger, I think. Yeah, so like like I was saying, IGN has not finalized its uh, nominee list. Yeah, I mean, none of those not games are... These are just, you know, lots of... Anything that was great is in the DC discussion. DC Universe <laughs> Online, pulling for that. <laughs> Update number 20 was pretty good. But you bring up a good point. Games we're considering include... Borderlands 2, Dishonored, Mass Effect 3, Halo 4, and then next to all of those games is Journey, Unfinished yeah. Swan, yeah. Mark, Walking, Walking Mark Dead, of the Ninja, Mark Walking of the Ninja. Ninja. Yeah, these like you know, smaller. Yep. Yeah, and I, I've been playing a lot of these games, and I'm finding myself leaning towards them more than the big like Assassin's Creeds and the Borderlands and stuff like that. I haven't gotten to Halo yet, of yeah. course, but um, I'm I I actually really love this like this sort of format that. I, like, I sat down, I played Sound Shapes from start to finish in two hours. I played Unfinished Swan from start to finish in two hours. I played Journey from start to finish in two hours. And people were asking me to compare them, and it's like, this, that's the worst part about our jobs, I think, is when people are like, you know, what do you, like, I don't know if, they, if people ask Roger Ebert if he likes some art house film versus another art house film, and they just kind of lump them all together. Like, to me, Journey and Unfinished Swan, it, they're, they're not, they're nothing alike, aside yeah. from... Yeah, that's been a pet peeve of mine too. Is they get this, they get lumped in this category of art games, and it's like they're not the same genre. They yeah, don't play yeah. the same. Like they don't, they're not trying to do the same things. They don't. Like make one of them is a first-person paintball yeah. game, sort of, for a while, <laughs> and then it's like a vine-growing simulator. Well, it's like puzzles and <laughs> yeah, and stuff. yeah, yeah, and like, sure. And so um, I don't know how like they get lumped in this category of like you know made by you know small teams or you know indie games. Yeah. And I'm like they're not they're not the same. Like you, you wouldn't compare. Like, which should I get Call of Duty or should I get Assassin's Creed? Like, you know, that, yeah, yeah. you know, those are seen as separate things. So why do art house games get lumped together? It, it happens all the time, too. Yeah. It's kind of a pet peeve. But, I mean, I think people just like to be able to kind of compartmentalize things in their heads. And if yeah. they go, well, I have $10 to spend on PSN, then, you know, fucking mow a lawn or something. Get 20 bucks. <laughs> buy them both. Yeah, that's fair. Go out and mow the lawn mow in the November. Lawn. <laughs> <laughs> is that what's happening? Yeah, Sell some drugs. I don't know how kids no, make money. No, it's snowing. Please <laughs> go <laughs> away. Mow some snow. Get out there. It's like 80 degrees in San Francisco today. Yeah, yeah it's nice. It is. Um, what do we think about Borderlands 2? I think it's on my short list. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. definitely... I think it's one of... 
it, it was not much reflection. It's definitely, I think it would be the game I've had the most fun with. Like, I mean, like, when it came out this year and, like, m my roommate moved his TV into the living room and we sat there with dual TVs playing on the same game for, like, five hours in a row. Yeah, that really was cool. awesome. That was awesome. And that mm -hmm. was a, I mean, and, you know, not everybody has that experience. You know what I mean? Like, I understand that. So maybe it's different for every people. But the way the co-op works and dropping in and dropping out and working people and leveling up and doing all this. And then the fact that the story is so funny and uh, Handsome Jack is such a great character. Mm -hmm. It's like, there's so many awesome parts to Borderlands. But I want to go back and do all the DLC. I, mean, I bought yeah. the season pass. I'm all set to do more stuff. I really enjoy it. Uh, the art direction is awesome. It's probably the best looking game this year, just simply from a technical level. Um, I just think like the whole hook of get a good gun to kill an enemy better, to get a better gun to kill an enemy better. Mm -hmm. It's it's a great it's a great like loop, and I can see why that would hook people. But Andrew for me, Goldfarb. yeah, like you know, our news editor Andrew Goldfarb sunk. A hundred hours into that <laughs> yeah. game, like not even not, not even joking. A hundred hours. He's all maxed out, right? Yeah, and like you know, the the second the DLC drops, he's on it and he's he's flying through it. But for me, like I mean, I see it, I get it, but it's just not it's not the type of cycle that can really grab me when I can go and play something else and from start to finish in a few hours. Something that can show you something different every single. Yeah. Like, I I'm, I haven't played Borderlands two yet. It's one of the games that's on my list. Hopefully, I'll get to it in the next week or two. But. It strikes me as a game that, yeah, I mean, maybe the criticism could be leveled at it that it's too repetitive, and that's mm -hmm. coming from someone that hasn't jumped into it yet. You know, compared to another game that's really, like, showing you a bunch of different things or a bunch yeah. of smaller experiences that are, you know, showing you things you haven't seen before. I will say one interesting Game of the Year experience I had this year. I was texting Greg about this. But um, I, I tried to play a PC game. <laughs> and, uh, which one? Hotline Miami, which yeah. I looked incredibly exciting. <laughs> the title screen came up. And I plugged in my Xbox 360 controller, which I had calibrated before to use on PC games through Steam. And it was like, nope. And I went into the forums to read about it, and it was like, create a notebook file that's blank. Call it Xbox 2 and drop it in your Steam apps dot slash folder. And I did it, and nothing happened. And it was, I was like, it's so nice outside. <laughs> it's just so beautiful outside. And I was like, because this is after a full weekend of just playing console games yeah. where you... Turn them on, and you pr and everyone's gonna hate me for this. Oh, no, I get it all the time. I, I mean, mean, it's just it, I mean, it's, like, it is the problem with PC games. Like the game looks like a Super Nintendo game. Why can't I play it with a fucking controller? Like, <laughs> sort it out. I'm not playing it with WSAD or whatever. That's they the just big, added controllers. They did, they did. But the, I think part of it was to drop this notepad file <laughs> into the and like I just I I don't have time for that shit. Exactly. I just don't. Games are like this is what I get in the beside you know I was talking shit on PC games last game scoop. I do pretty much every game scoop. Yeah. And somebody tweeted at me, he's like, well I guess I'll just take my first person shooters at a crisp frame rate and better grab right. I don't care how good the game looks. Yeah. Me I do not the console games look fine. They they look pretty good. I don't need to worry about it looking that much better. And like I understand the PCs aren't more powerful and they can do this, that and the hey, other and they I, can do the I, if, these if I had like a like a Jetsons robot that would set up everything for me sure. where it was just like it's like, hey, come on in, George. Your Call of Duty's ready, and the settings are all maxed out, and you didn't have to do anything. <laughs> yeah. Here's a controller. Sit down and be like, I fucking love PC games. Yeah. This is great. Someone it's on my PS3. I turn on my PS3, and I play a game. And well, well, there's somewhere. a firmware. Like, that's the argument, right? It's like, I understand the anti-arguments of all this yeah. stuff. Yes. I'm sorry. The anti-arguments. Anti uh, <laughs> I'll get to the anti From the makers of arguments, guys. <laughs> I was just going to say that someone somewhere is going to watch this game scoop and they're putting on their wolf mask right now and getting in their DeLorean yeah. and heading over to yep. the IGN office. Yep. They're <laughs> mad. They're really mad at me. It's one of those things for me. Hotline Miami is really good. I strongly Gaming is my entertainment and my, is my, you know, what I, my go-to entertainment. I don't watch that much TV. I want to play games. And you know, I get home late from work because the muni sucks ass. Mm -hmm. I eat dinner and then I have how many? Two hours maybe. Yeah. If I have other projects, I need to sit down and go. I, yeah. I don't want to sit down and Google drivers. To figure out why the fuck arm isn't working and why I can't yeah, play. Yeah, I, I don't just you Daisy. know sort it out. Like treat me like an idiot child that I am. 
That's why you consoles know? are great. That's how they treat us. Exactly. <laughs> like, put the disc in and press start. Yeah. Like, cool. Done. Done. Got it. I mean, the interesting thing about Game of the Year is it does put games like Hotline Miami head-to-head against something like Halo 4 or something like Borderlands. Like, yeah. how do you even begin to sort out, you know, it's mm-hmm. not... It's, it's not... Uh, objective at all like it's the most subjective thing like yeah. it's, it's really tough and then someone like what happens if three people are absolutely in love with something and everybody else is sort of so so on it and then it's like you know these are things it's a it's a lengthy process to sort out you know what yeah. what like I, like I had more fun in the two hours I spent playing Unfinished Swan than the 15 hours I spent playing Borderlands yeah totally different experiences but I mean Unfinished Swan doesn't even have textures yeah, like, <laughs> yep. it doesn't even have textures, and it's up for game of the year against the, this game that's just like completely beautiful, cel shaded world yeah. that's just like, just incredible to look at. Like you, you come out into a scene, and all of a sudden you're like, look at those mountains, look at these characters, look at the way yeah. everyone's like riding through the hills and everything like that. And yeah. I'm like, look at this room, it's empty until I throw paint on the wall. When you yeah, also game have, of the year, you it's also crazy. Have to, you have to weigh something like so. Halo Four is, uh, you know, and I haven't played it yet, but you know, by Red Ryan's video, his review and watched mm-hmm. the video review, and it seems like it's sort of Halo, but like they're just edging, like they're smoothing off all those rough, rough edges, and maybe it's like the best Halo ever versus something that does something completely new, something I've never seen yeah. before, like something like FTL or Hotline Miami, which. How do you weigh the originality versus yeah. like you know building on something that's been you know Halo's been around yeah. for a long time at this point? So yeah. it's or tough. The, like the fact that you can sit down and finish Journey from start to finish in yeah. like an hour. Yep. And it's just like the answer is that we just experience. Like, that. So if it only took you an hour to beat it, but then how long does it stick with you after that? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly. And then but what I've, I've <laughs> noticed a lot too is with games like this, and I definitely noticed it with Sound Shapes is I got through all the main stuff very quickly. I really enjoyed it. And then the game comes becomes something completely different. Yeah. Right. Like it's like here's hard mode and it's like I this is not even this is like a completely different game here. Yeah. This is suddenly not this fun little bouncy platformer where I'm going to the beat. This is like this psychotic <laughs> crazy trophy driven hell world where I have to like collect as much as I can in 13 seconds and die hundreds of times. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the same thing with Unfinished Swan where it was like people were like, "Oh, did you get that trophy where you you don't throw any paintballs or whatever. I think you can only throw three or yeah, something. Yeah, it's like minimalist to get yeah, through the wash and apart. you're just going through sound and it's just this totally blank world. Like, that makes the game completely different. Yeah, yeah. You know, or going in and collecting everything in Journey instead of just flying through it. So. The answer is that we get in a room and yell at each other. Yeah. Until we decide, until we crown game of the year. I mean, it's the same way we come up with I like how much our... fighting there's been right now. Not fighting, but how much argument. This is the most aggressive, let's try to get nominations. We don't even have, we haven't gotten close to voting. We don't yeah. know what the final games are nominated are. And there's like all this like debate about how to fill this and how many slots we should have and you know what game gets here and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously We're we doing can... presentations. People are sending out detailed emails. Like, <laughs> oh, I know yeah. you'll never play this 70 hour game. Yeah. So here's my review. Here's my video review. Here's my here's, pitch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like a science fair. Yeah, I love, I love that part. It's great. And we can do whatever we want. I mean, IGN, we can have as many nominations for Game of the Year as we decide we want to have, like whatever makes us happy. But you know, we know a certain number of games, like look, we're pretty sure these are going to be on the nomination list. And then there's open slots. But yeah. there's more games than there are open slots. And that's, you know, that's the sort of thorny part of the process we're in the middle of right mm-hmm. now. We have a whole new console coming out too that's not even out yeah. yet. Yep. You know, and there's new games for that that we're going to have to We're still waiting on Call of Duty. I mean, there's so many big games too <clears throat> that are still not here that we need to factor in dollars. Yeah, and that's yeah, actually I mean, a fair point. I mean, if anybody's watching this, we've built in time that, you know, we're not going to have things locked down before we get a chance yeah. to play Call of Duty, before like we get a chance there's to a, play. There's a brand new side-scrolling new. Mario Brothers game coming to the office, yeah. and that is like my favorite series in the world. I love the one that just came out in 3DS, even yep. though we, we knocked it down a few pegs for not being so original. I, it's one of my most played games of the year. 
There's one coming out for Wii. It's their first time ever, or for Wii U, ever ever doing this in HD. Yep. And this could be, like, my favorite platforming game of all time. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I haven't that, even played it yet, so... A game like Mario is, you know, maybe it's more the same, and it won't be up for Game of the Year. Maybe it's going to be mind-blowing, and then, yeah, it obviously has to yeah. be on that list. Like, or, it's, or it's like the Halo 4 thing, where it's yep. just like they perfected this thing that they've been working on for years, and this is the best version they've ever done of it. Shut it down, guys. Shut it down, that's it. <laughs> the Mario's not going to make more money for anybody. Just close it off. <laughs> We're trying to get ahead of it this year um, and get our awards out actually before we break for the holidays. Yeah. Which is really nice. Which means, yeah, it is. It is. It's actually pretty cool. Which, I mean, historically, IGN editors have always spent the holiday break playing all the stuff. Like, uh, right before I leave for Christmas, Greg will be like, oh, you missed this on PS3 and I'll go home and I'll play it. You know, I I think it was like three years ago I bought a PS3 right before going home for vacation just to have one for those two weeks while I was there. And uh, I ended up playing through all these things and I came back and I was like, all right, I'm confident, I'm ready to vote. This year, all bets are off. You can do that over Thanksgiving break. Yeah, you can do that tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it's better. Last year, they, our awards went out in like mid-January. Yeah, it was late. odd. People are already in the new year, and they're thinking about they're excited about the new games coming out. They don't really care about the last. It was year. last year was definitely um, like I remember it was like we were talking about earlier. I think you I saw a, a tweet you wrote about it. You can put it up on the screen if you want. But it was like last year. <laughs> you know, it was pretty much like. Certain that it was going to be Portal Two, yeah. right? Yeah, we there's all... nothing like that this year. That's no. just like well, obviously game, game of the year. Yeah. Like last year, it was like Skyrim or Portal, Portal Two, no. and then there was people like me who was like Rayman, and like somebody else was like, <laughs> "What about this?" And it was like, "Shut the fuck up!" Yeah, Uncharted and Zelda. <laughs> yeah, and Zelda. Yeah, and we're everybody. You know, you were like, "It's really great," and I played it, and then everyone was like, "A couple people were like Zelda, you got to really," and we all played that. I played it for forty hours, and I was like, "Nope." <laughs> um, but this is a yeah, it's a really different year. I'm really excited for it. Yeah, it's mu- it feels much more wide open. Yeah. Welcome back to GameScoop. Remember, viewers, you can win a $250 Best Buy gift card on Friday. Stay tuned to figure out exactly how you can win it. We still have yet to pick the winner from last week, too. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so that's coming. It's There's hard this... to believe we haven't come up with a winner there. Like, you know, if we can elect a president and make it so easy. I mean, that election yesterday, I tell <laughs> you. It was, <laughs> it was crazy. And now we know, that, of course, that, that candidate we that have won a the election. Oh my gosh. Um, serious business Hopefully. Now. Serious business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That iPad mini is out. It is. I've heard of it. It's been selling. Apparently, it's been selling well. Apple said they sold 3 million iPads over the weekend. Yeah, they announced the first three days, 3 million iPads have been sold, but they didn't break out how many of those were the or minis or the. Yeah, iPad were the fourth 4. gen big iPad or the mini. Right. But the iPad Mini is out, and I've been hearing good things about it. Yeah. I'm not sensing, like, for an Apple launch of a new product, you know. Uh, Excitement isn't as high as, yeah. as it sometimes is for like the iPhone 5, but uh, you know, it's apparently doing well. Yeah. Also out now is the Microsoft Surface tablet. This has been out for a few weeks, a couple uh-huh. weeks. I'm sensing a lot less excitement over this device. That certainly seems to be the case. Uh, I do like the Surface commercial though, with the clicking and the dancing. I think the, the hardware itself is a, is a cool looking piece of hardware and I like the OS and stuff, but again, I am so ingrained in Apple's ecosystem of apps and everything that you would have a hard time, even if you offered me a better experience, 
like with the OS mm -hmm. and a better experience with the hardware that I would want to leave. Yeah, I mean, that's a big problem, right? Like, I, uh, you know, get accused of being an Apple fanboy because I have an iPhone and an iPad. Um, I have nothing boy. against Android. You know, I have an Android tablet that I, you know, play some games on for IGN, um, and I wouldn't be opposed to an Android phone. But you're exactly, you're absolutely right, Anthony, is it's all about the apps. Um, you know, you lose them all. I have, you know, dozens and dozens or hundreds of games that I like to play. And more and more coming to Android, there's not this giant gap between stuff that's on Android. Yeah, and iOS. I mean, even if I had an Android phone, I would buy an iPod Touch so that I could keep playing iOS games. Yeah, I mean, and so the Surface, like the, you know, the Windows Store is coming along, but there's not really that many games on it yet, not that many apps on it yet. Like the hardware could be amazing, where it's not really that amazing, but it could be, and they would still have trouble getting people on board. Yeah, it could be amazing in a hundred dollars, and I still don't know that I would want one if because again, the App Store. But now we're hearing more about. A, an Xbox Surface tablet yeah, that's specifically meant for gaming and smaller around the iPad mini size, say seven inches. I mean, that, that could be really hot depending on how, you know, they, uh, software sells hardware, right? So if they can get the guys that make Mark and the Ninja, get, you know, get a chair with Shadow Complex, you know, get these games, you know, really built with touch controls in mind <laughs> or have some controller that comes with the device. Something like that could be really cool, but without the software, you know, what does it really mean to be a gaming tablet? Yeah, I mean, if it has a, I think it, the Surface tablet has a USB port in it anyways, yeah. so then, and then if you could just hook up an Xbox controller, which would make sense, yeah. that'd be a fine control implement, but it would, mean, it would need to be that games that are being developed for Xbox Live have a new standard where they have to be portable to the tablet. Like, so that the game, the, the library of XBLA games could also be applied to this tablet. That would be interesting to me. I mean, that's definitely exciting. When we think about the future of handheld games, um, you know, it's not really the Vita, Greg Miller. Yeah, I know. I think everybody knows that. Oh. Sales have shown that. I thought I was just like jabbing, thumbing you in the eye, and no. then you don't even. That's like the, uh, the you being an Apple <laughs> fanboy, PlayStation fanboy. I don't give a fuck. Brian Altano just 5.0, little big planet carding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brian Altano just bought a Vita. It's, you know, the days of, uh, Damon's been saying it for years, the days of people Thank being you. there with a dedicated handheld are dying. Yeah, like it, it, I think there's, I think you know, the Vita is a great system. has It has great games, but it doesn't have enough st stellar hit after hit to make people go, "Holy crap, I have to own this thing." Yeah, you need this Even cycle. You need the cycle of you have good games, so then people buy your hardware, and then because there's more people out there, that's more attractive to game developers, and yep. uh, it's hard to sort of get that going in the face of uh, you know the overwhelming success of the app. Ninety nine dollars. I'm a developer on the App Store, and yeah. I get to make and learn and get everything going. An Xbox Surface tablet. So first of all, does the name Xbox even make sense for a tablet? I mean, unless I guess if they're trying to sell it to gamers, I, I mean it's kind of hard to say. Like, well, it's tough to know what that means. Does that mean it runs some sort of Xbox operating system? You know, all, their other tablets are on Windows. You know, the the current Surface out now is on Windows RT, and then they have a full, you know, a, a more high-end Surface coming out that runs sort of the full version of Windows Mobile. And so, it's not really clear to me what Xbox tablet means. Um, I mean, we were I just mean, talking about how the the time of dedicated yeah. handheld gaming platforms is waning, and so what? Microsoft is now going to make a dedicated gaming tablet? That well, doesn't make sense to me. Could this? Well, that's what I'm reading through here to check on. Could this just be a Surface that had it's you yeah. know that quote will likely include custom ARM processor and high bandwidth RAM? The thing is, though, is that designed. they'd be shooting themselves in the foot if they're going to specifically develop games for one type of Surface and not for uh, all surfaces. It means to be for all or none. It, like, it, it's not a bad idea. I mean, Xbox is just a brand, right? It's just a name, and so it signifies to people video games. Like that's that's, and I think that's fair enough. You know, that's a cool idea. That's a good idea if they're going to put some really powerful chip in it so that it runs, you know, games like Horn, you know, really well. As long as it's doing just, other stuff. I'm just saying yeah. this short, this shortly out of the gate, you don't want to diversify your audience where the developers have to be like, well, if you have this one, you can't do it. 
Like Apple's done that over many many years, yeah. but but like you can't do it like right. That's actually a problem. That's part of the secret of Apple's success is that uh, you know they really only have a couple products. You know they have iPhone, iPod Touch, iPad, and so it's easy to get your product running on all of them. And even if you have a really high end game, there is a cutoff point. Like if you have a 3GS or even an iPhone 4 at this point, like you're gonna have trouble running some of the brand new high end games. But for the most part. Everything just sort of runs out of the box, and that's already a problem on Android. I, you know, if you have an Android tablet or phone, it's really hard to know whether it runs on your device. It's all fragmented and complicated, and so that's absolutely something that Microsoft wants to avoid, or will need to avoid if they want to succeed. I would have a problem with the name because it's not a box. <laughs> <laughs> the Xbox console is at least a box. That makes I, that makes sense to me. The tablet, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we'll have to wait and see. Like, if they're like, this game only runs on the Xbox tablet, like Anthony said. Yeah, that, yeah that's I mean, just that's, dumb. That's you're going to see like all three games for it. But yeah. like, Xbox is Microsoft's only cool brand. So I could I could see the like allure of them. Sure, it's just to me that they should have never called it Surface. They should have just called them Xbox tablets or something from the start. But then, but Xbox is so closely associated with gaming for yeah. most people. You know, they've been trying to make. Uh, the Xbox 360 more of a like entertainment hub. You know, if you look at the the menu, you know, gaming only has a, 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 a little small corner. corner of the uh, you know your home screen there. But I still think the Xbox name still means gaming to people. Sure, I mean, but they they are actively trying to change that. You know, Xbox Music is their Zune <clears throat> music service rebranded. Yeah. You know, rebranded and renamed. You know, and put under a label that's been more successful and popular for them. Yeah. Um, so I wonder if this is just Microsoft saying, hey, Xbox is our biggest brand. <laughs> just call it Let's Xbox. Just throw everything just do it. Everything's yeah, Xbox. Xbox. Everything. Yeah. yeah, probably Xbox is. Word. Xbox Excel. <laughs> Xbox Paperclip. Yeah, that'd be cool. Oh, God. Remember him? Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's a cool idea, you know, a tablet, a really powerful tablet that can do some stuff, and then also, you know, again, I don't know if it'll come with a controller or what, but yeah, something that's... Yeah, there would need of, to be some sort of controller solution for it. Yeah, something that's built for gamers, I mean, that would excite me personally. Um, I'll say it right now, this thing's dead out of the gate. Uh, switching gears? Are we done with that one? <laughs> Was that you switching yeah. gears? Yeah, yeah. I got it. Putting it in the granny lock. Um, you guys ever heard of this uh, developer of video games named Capcom? Yeah. Makers of such hits as... Big Man. <laughs> Dr. Dr. Wily. <laughs> um, Capcom has announced a plan to hire 1,000 new developers over the next 10 years. Oh. Hopefully, hopefully, like all, year. hopefully all everywhere but Japan. <laughs> oh, no, so they want to do it all in Japan. Uh, oh. With well, the idea of being to start... A lot of people. To <laughs> 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 Capcom hiring 1,000 new developers, importing all of them <laughs> over 10 years. The idea being to go back to making more games internally. Over the past few years, Capcom has been outsourcing a lot of games. See, Bionic Commando, Dark Void... <laughs> And the forthcoming Lost Planet Three. That game's not out yet, right? No. Yeah, but the studios. Because people have stopped. Nobody's talking about that game. They've been. It looks good. They've though. also been putting them to studios that have such awesome histories, such as uh, what was it? The, the Box. What was that game called? 
Like that's Spark Unlimited. Oh yeah, that's what those guys doing off planet. Yeah, and it's like, um, and it's like, so maybe you should think about the teams that you're picking a little bit more because you're it's not. A Gamecock pick. game. I'm lost. I don't know what's happening. It was called Legend- Legendary, Legendary the Box. The box. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. The, the, we, can we all just take a moment to remember yeah. there was a company called Gamecock, and they, somebody thought that was a good idea. Yep. Weren't they the ones who did the funeral parade for E3? Yes. Mm-hmm. And then yes. they died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, you know, I just, I don't think that, that like, I just feel like that if anything. Japanese developers, I don't mean to sound like all Japanese developers are bad, they're not, but I just feel like over the last decade, they've done a lot of bad stuff that has not innovated, and so we've even seen companies in Japan be like, we need to get some American producers and stuff in here to help us learn how to make better games. Yeah, I mean, but this is what Capcom tried, right? And other other Japanese developers like Square Enix has tried this too, bringing in more Western development uh, with stuff like Sleeping Dogs. Yeah. And but, Konami but, tried that stuff with uh, Castlevania. That's what I was gonna say. Like Castlevania was great, and you know Sleeping Dogs was very good. And they bought IDOS, and like that's mm-hmm. worked out. That was a brand that was almost dead. Now like you know them and Crystal Dynamics are coming on strong. So yeah. you just gotta pick the right team. Like. I feel like Capcom took this view of, oh, the Japanese games industry is kind of in trouble, but the Western games industri- industry is doing so good, so let's just hire some Western studios to make games. I'm like, you can't just pick them. They're not good because of where they're yeah, from. Yeah, but I'm curious if like these Western studios had final creative control or if it still came down to some higher-ups in Japan yeah. who were like, this is the game we want, and in yeah. which case it's like... I mean, there's that point, and then you also have to still pick the right team for the right job Correct. and pick talented people. I mean, Which those teams are getting smaller and smaller because companies like even like Spark and stuff like that like, I can't see these companies continuing to do console development. All these little publishers that are not owned, I mean, all these developers that are not owned by a publisher, they're mm-hmm. going to have a hard time, like, continuing to develop console games. They're going to go the way of uh, nihilistic and everyone. Yeah. I mean, I don't really the understand. Mobile. So, there, so the, you know, this move from Capcom is a pushback against, okay, so we outsourced a bunch of our games. That didn't go very well, so now we're going to hire a 1,000 developers and do it all internally again. And yeah. I'm like... Oh. You know, fair enough, I guess. That'll give you the control and this and that. But it's like, so basically you're going to have a thousand new people that have never worked together working on... It just, it, it, the whole story seems kind of weird and strange to me. Here's a question, Damon. Is this all an example of what's happening in Japan? You, you go to TGS, and your report back is that nobody's doing console games over there. That, yeah. that, that Japan has totally gone, gone off in this mobile way. So you, you don't see... We keep saying that, okay, Japanese game, there's not, the, there's no new ideas, this, that, and the other. They're not appealing to us anymore. Is it because there's old, old Japanese companies like Capcom here trying to stay relevant when in their country the games they're trying to make relevant to us are no longer relevant to them? So they have no anchor, mm. no, no, no horse in the race, if you will, to know what's happening? Yeah, so it's like the Japanese market today is very different from the Western market. Exactly. You know. And so since you're over there in the heart of something that's now swirling around, it's, it'd be like us trying to cover stuff in Japan, right? When we're like not having boots on the ground kind of thing where we're yeah. relying on hazy reports, trying to figure out what people want. It's like, well, you know, people really like stuff that's coming from Japan. Let's get some yeah. Jap- you know, blah, 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 Japanese yeah. developers in. Except I don't know what the answer is because it seems like Capcom's plan made sense. I mean, yes, um, like... Western games are performing very well. Let's let's get some, you know, let's hire some Western talent to make some games for us and to appeal to a wider audience. But it didn't work out for them. It, yeah, does, it does say that in this, they're going to be, they're going to be training more people to create games in our mobile content and PC game sectors. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it could com- be that a lot of these people are going to be making the next Resident Evil iPhone game. So. Yeah, to be fair, Capcom does do a lot of stuff on mobile. It's not like they're just doubling down on consoles. They're one of the they were one of the first companies to do mobile and are still big in that space. But I mean, you know, mm-hmm. they've they've been a company that's managed to kind of do both and have success in both over the last few years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I guess I was just criticizing them a second ago, but now that I think about it longer, I mean, Damon, you're kind of right. I mean, you know, what other option do they have? Like, what choice do they have? Maybe they uh, just yeah. made the wrong decisions, you know, like they get, they brought in Grin, right, to make Bionic Commando. Yeah. Um, I mean, that game did not turn out well. No. That, <laughs> when, okay. when people, yeah, no, when, but when, when people look back at this generation, they're not going to think, oh, the Bionic Bionic Commando reboot, you know? But the XBLA one, so good. Yeah, so there's like, that that was Capcom 2, you know? Um, But then Bionic Commando Rearm 2 was bad. You You can jump! Maybe Capcom just needs to try making some new IPs. Like, really new IPs. Lost Planet was a new IP, and that was, and it was great. They they have tried that. Dragon's Dogma just came out this year. And that was actually pretty well received, and people liked that one well enough. They did a, what was the big bonkers one that was in space and you had the fist? Bonkers in space. Asura's Wrath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damon would knew what I was, yeah. we were on the Maybe same Maybe Capcom wavelength. should start trying to do more boutique games for <laughs> download instead of console boutique releases. Boutique games for interesting people? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boutique games for interesting people rather than downloads. I don't know, those Japanese, a lot of the games that come out of Japan often are like really bonkers and crazy in like a cool way, but they go for these $60 console releases where they're just never going to succeed and it's like, Dial some of that back and make something really interesting, bizarre, yeah. and make it a $15 downloadable experience. Maybe it'll take off. Like, maybe they, I'm just saying maybe they should not go for the big bets and go for a bunch of smaller bets. Well, they, they still, like, their fighting games are still very popular. Yeah. And That's I think the they're generally the very well received, both critically and commercially. Right? Sure, as so, long as they don't just start crapping them out every year, which they've I mean, been well, doing they, they already do that. But <laughs> I'm saying, like, Super Street Fighter Turbo X4 is just, like, quit making your previous ones so irrelevant, and they keep doing it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you're, you should say stop buying them. Yeah, that's true, too. Along with Dynasty Warriors. Stuff that too. I mean, it's hard. Like we Different were talking about, games. like you can easily, you know, this story today is about Capcom, but m- the bulk of this conversation could have also have been about Konami. It could have oh, also yeah. have been about Square sure. Enix. Like we were at the or Konami Koei. Gamers Day, and it was, you know, Metal Gear Solid and Zone of Enders, and like, you know, it's all the same stuff. Um, you know, they just need. Yeah, I agree. They need some new IP. The yeah. next generation can't come fast enough for them. Uh, Capcom still says. They have a goal. They still sell. They still think they can sell six million copies of Resident Evil Six. I'm not sure where they're at now. I, I'm sure it has sold pretty well. That um, seems very plausible to me. I hope it's like a fundraiser where they like they have a giant <laughs> thermometer out in front of the That'd building, and every day they go out there and like <laughs> notch it up a little bit higher. You painted it already. Get this library. <laughs> Capcom says we are confident because of the approaching overseas Christmas and New Year selling season. <laughs> Past sales. Happy New Year's. <laughs> so three reasons why they're confident. Because of the approaching overseas Christmas and New Year selling season, of course, past sales of titles in this series, yep. and for other reasons. <laughs> <laughs> That's their official response. I read tea leaves. It's gonna be okay. We're gonna come out of this. <laughs> Let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. Hi, listeners. Listeners, Listeners, remember you can always reach us at gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Cody did. Cody Cody writes in to say, Cody! (laughs) Cody has a good question. Does he? It's kind of a big, kind of a serious question. So before we get into that, let me remind you that we have a $250 Best Buy gift card to give away at the end of this show. Stay tuned for that. I wanted to get that out of the way because this question is so serious. Let me get something out of the way as well. What, Greg? I accidentally took two of your questions in my Up at Noon script, so they're over there too if you want more questions. I'll be quiet. Um, oh, that's okay. Did you talk about them on the show? No, <laughs> they didn't make the cut of the Up at Noon news you care about. 
just in case you need more. Cody asks, what is the game that defines this generation? Oh, Assassin's Creed, Call of Duty, Uncharted, Gears of War. This generation. Thanks. Well, DC Universe Online, of course. God, free yeah, to play. Yeah. Stick with me. Free to play. It's online. Oh, <laughs> yeah. the kids were all about. You have this Stockholm game. syndrome. For that I game. don't That's have. I don't you... have nothing. Let me let me offer a, a possibility. Okay. Is there any game bigger than Call of Duty this this generation? Any franchise bigger than Call of Duty? No, but I mean, it, how are we defining what defines this generation? Is exactly. it just sales? Because if it sells, then yes, Call of Duty wins, right? Mind share with the public. Well, there's that. And then it also takes advantage of current gen uh, technology, Xbox Live. Like right, that really right. wasn't possible before. See, I think, it, I, I straight differently here. I think a game like Minecraft I was gonna say Minecraft defines too, this generation. Yeah. Because it's like be created by a small team of nobodies, uh, suddenly mm. unleashed upon the public who don't know what it is. It doesn't look better than anything else out there. It's small, it's, you know, and then Suddenly, it's it's this worldwide phenomenon. We don't even know how to cover it because it's so big, and there's people all the world, all over the world, are contributing to it, and they didn't even know it was a thing six months ago. And it's yeah. new. It's not even a sequel. It's not like we're putting this out every year. There's no map packs or anything like that. They're just like, here's this big building block set that anyone can enjoy of any age. Uh, here it is. It's only possible now. Like I don't think this is something that we would have had during the PS2 era or something like that. It just wouldn't have functioned the same way. Yeah. Um, another good one to use sort of Greg's idea of something that's like a current trend, um, not free to play, but uh, I would say The Walking Dead. Um, like most episodic games aren't of up to the sort of standard and quality of The Walking Dead. Sure, and sure. most people don't make games in the, in the way that The Walking Dead was created intentionally to be episodic. They typically just ship a product as whole and it's just broken into chapters. Um, I imagine, you know... Uh, next generation, and as generations go on, we're just going to see more and more episodic content. Hopefully, it's as good as The Walking Dead. Yeah. But and The Walking Dead might be too niche. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that it def like the I mean, game that defines the, the generation. You but it, think I mean, like I think you could make a case for Angry Birds. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking the that too. The ninety-nine yeah. cents. Yeah, apps, the well, thing okay, that no, wait, is, wait, is, wait. is a, f a fucking endless money pile wait, for yeah. anyone who wants to reach in. Or Let, let's take a step back. So, you take a step back. No, yeah, I'm going two steps forward. <laughs> David, I'm in the future. Like, like think about it like this: like the the, ga the games that defined like the '80s were, were like Space Invaders, Pac-Man, and so like what what I, I actually thought about this. Maybe it would help if we go back in time. Oh, okay, it's like man. see, that's what I'm talking yeah. about, Mister. Takes two steps. Uh, too far in the future. <laughs> Let me tell you what defines the next if box. Thought, the game that defined the, the PlayStation 2 generation would be Grand Theft Auto 3. Correct. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And then going back the PlayStation the 64-bit era, I thought maybe Final Fantasy 7. Mario 64. Mario 64, hands down. Really? Yes. See, I was thinking that Mario Kart, the original Mario Kart, on, would would define the 16-bit generation. Oh, the 16-bit? Yeah. Well, no, we're I jumping generations 64. here. Yeah, yeah six, I'm lost in time! <laughs> I, yeah, we're just talking about... So PlayStation, Nintendo 64. So to me, it was like Nintendo put out the N64 with Mario on day one, and it was just like, here's how you do a 3D game. That's yeah. true. And that they dropped true. the mic. Exactly. And no one got it right until GTA 3. That's right. Kind of if true. you wanted to say, like, PlayStation, I would say Final Fantasy VII. So, yeah. And for Xbox, obviously, and for that last generation, it's either GTA 3 mm -hmm. or Halo. But I really, I really do think now, like some, something like Angry Birds and The Walking Dead, they've, they, what they both share in common is that back in the 80s, you were like, 
hey, here's this game. It's called Space Invaders. And you're like, I don't really like it. And that was it for you. You were done with it forever. But here, it's like, we're up to Walking Dead episode four. It's amazing. You need to catch up now. And people are like, okay. And I have to get in. We got to try. Uh, they just added 80 new levels to Angry Birds Space. Like, you know, it's this piecemeal. Well, Angry Birds Star Wars. And, you know. and yeah, exactly. And it's this sort of piecemeal content of if you miss it the first time, you don't feel like you missed out on anything. You could go back mm. and jump in at any yeah, time. Yeah. The entry fee is super low. You know, like even with Minecraft, they're like, hey, we added a Yeti or See, something. And that's why I was like, thinking, I'm back. I think there's a case for Angry Birds. I think there's still a case for WoW. I mean, yeah. how different is WoW from when it first uh, launched? And yeah. it's something that continues to iterate yeah. and continues to be yep. a juggernaut. Right. Um, I, on, on the flip side, I do really think that there's something to be said. You mentioned Uncharted 3. Um, something like a, a game like that where you can sit down and it's this sort of cinematic, almost controlled experience from start to finish in eight or nine, ten hours. And it's just like this monumental blockbuster that's only possible with the technology we have now. And see, what's interesting is, like, we're talking, we're, it's so easy, I think, to go back, like, to get into the, take the three steps back, to do the other generations and define, because we get to see what the future generations took away from that, yeah. right? That's the thing. When we get to, into the, when we're ending yeah. the next gen- console life cycle, we will look back <laughs> at last generation and say, mm-hmm. what were the, what, you know, maybe it's heavy rain, maybe that kind of choice is what people take into the next you know, era or whatever. Is gonna be the game Call of Duties, <laughs> Call of Duties, like doing this half circle stick yeah. to shoot. <laughs> it's weird with stuff like Minecraft and Warcraft, though, because PC, like, in our heads, do we define PC generations by console generations? You know? like well, PC, if you're talking console kind of generation, that's one thing. I mean, if you're talking about the generation of, or the decade, uh, the generation of gamers, like what games they're playing. Yeah, but you're right. I mean, but see, here's the thing, though. We're at the end of a console generation now, and so many of the games that we've been playing recently, especially in the last year or two, uh, are PC games. I mean, well, well yeah, exactly. I mean, the giant the, the arguments sort of moot too, especially when you're going with you're saying Call of Duty or something like that, and then you're saying you know the Which differentiation is on PC as well. of PC. Yeah, but but Minecraft overtook. Call of Duty as you know activity on Xbox Live, and that's mm-hmm. huge. That was a nerdy PC game where you sit there, you break blocks, and the first hour I spent playing with it, I dug a hole until I was in hell, and I was like, "Get me out of here!" And my friend Anthony Gallegos, and PC editor, had to be like, he's like, "All right, I'll build a stairwell to get you up." I don't know what the hell I was doing, but kids love that game, and they're playing it like crazy, and they're playing it more than Call of Duty. So, and it looks like crap. Like it doesn't look like yeah. this gritty, you know. It's not like crap, but it doesn't yeah. look like Uncharted. Sure, but yeah, I mean, right. it, it looks like it yeah. looks like an N sixty four game with with you know less fog. And you know, to to your point about uh, if we're talking about platform, I mean, it is on three sixty. So. <sighs> I get so mad. I think what <laughs> you're like. I, I would say I that was funny. It looks I would like say we probably with less. And then you, you, but you said fog funny with an accent. Fog. You're, you're far away. <laughs> <laughs> you're from far I, away. I think we'd be probably closer t- to figuring out the game of this generation with Minecraft and Angry Birds than we would with. Call of Duty, frankly, yeah. which is crazy. And what does that say, right? Yeah. Like, well, I mean, yeah, we have I like mean, these these like billion dollar companies are making these cinematic experiences, and in Call of Duty, they've literally rendered every single possible item on Earth and dumped it on a field, and you have to run around it and hide behind it and shoot people. Right. And it's you know sixty dollars, and there's next gen graphics, and there's millions of people playing online, and then it's yeah. just like, or here's a dollar iPhone game where you flick a bird into a wall. Well, think about this though. To you know, Cody asking this question. Cody. Think of all the people who were converted to gaming via iPhone in this generation. That you know, that people who were just you know buying a phone that wouldn't necessarily be playing games. That they weren't going to buy a 3DS, they weren't going to buy a Vita, whatever it is. But now they 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 and they all speak this vocabulary. And Angry Birds is definitely within that. I mean, so many people play those games that wouldn't even know what maybe Call yeah. of Duty or even Minecraft might be. So in, in that case, I guess the the game of the generation is sort of like the gateway drug. 
for non-gamers to get into other games, but that gamers are also enjoying as well. Like something so like definitely heavy rain. Then. Yes, definitely heavy rain. Everyone yeah, loves that. that. Yeah. No, I mean that 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 would be that would include something like Tetris. <laughs> Remember when everyone on Earth was playing Tetris? You'd go on a plane and it'd be like a businessman. Right. No, like, you're right. I never Absolutely. even thought you would. Yeah. <laughs> a businessman. <laughs> <laughs> Tetris. <laughs> no, but Angry Birds is the Tetris or Pac-Man yeah. of this generation. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's a, a very, question, very good question. Yeah. One we probably can't answer in the brief time we have today, but DC good question, someone. Cody. Who uh, This is Brandon, and what, uh, how do you think his last name is pronounced? This is Brandon Calvillo. That's right. Hey guys, big fan of the show. Since the PS3 and Xbox 360 are now seven-year-old consoles, and the PS4 and Xbox 720 are seemingly on the horizon, I personally think... 2013 is shaping up to be the greatest year for the current generation of consoles, like a swan song, if you will. With heavy hitters like Bioshock Infinite, God of War Ascension, GTA V coming out next year, it seems as it, it seems as if dip, 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 dip. it seems as if Cody! <laughs> are trying to send these consoles out on a very high note. Do yep. you think that 2013 is going to be the best year? for this generation of consoles? Yeah, I think it, sh it was supposed to be 2012, but half the games got delayed right. to 2013. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. And he left Tomb Raider off the list. He, lost, he left <coughs> Last of Us off the list. Yeah, right. that's pretty typical that you see some of the most amazing games of a generation coming yeah. coming out the very tail mm -hmm. end of it. God of War Two came to PS Two when PS Three was already on the market. So mm -hmm. yeah. Resident yeah. Evil Four Vector was Man the last came year. To Sega Genesis how can, how like can we forget? Conquer's Bad Fur Day on the N sixty four. Ghost House just sold nonstop for <laughs> the Sega Master System era, <laughs> so it didn't matter when it came out. Ghost House was one of the cards, wasn't yeah. it? Oh. Thank you. God. <laughs> yeah, at this uh, point, the developers know the the platforms very well. They know how to make games for it. They know all the tricks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And well, so now part of the question though is uh, will this be the best year? Now, what would we like up to before 2013, what would we say is like the best year of gaming in this generation? This like generation? 2007? It, like it's when Bioshock came out, the orange box with Portal. Yeah, what else came I out? Always think I thought the best year is always the year we 2007 just 2007 was Uncharted I think as well. First okay. yeah. Vegas came out that year too. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, 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 we'll, so let's do the math. 2013, we're going to have Tomb Raider, which looks incredible. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Last of Us, yeah. Bioshock, uh, Dead Space 3, mm -hmm. GTA 5. I'm going to throw this out there. Call me. It's not one of my joke answers either. It's a real answer. Hopefully, no announcements. Nobody knows anything. I would hope Walking Dead Season 2. Right? Would yeah. be sometime yeah. in 2013? Yeah. yeah. And you would they hope want, that they, they that have money. learned so much that it runs better than the first yeah. season did. And all There's no game. way that they're going to end... Uh, with the momentum that they have, and mm. then not do something next. I just didn't. Sure. I don't know what. I don't know what their production cycle is. I know they Plus, they announced Fables at the same time they did mm -hmm. the original Walking Dead, right. and not like how, where we are now. Plus, I mean, we haven't heard anything from Respawn, so mm -hmm. like there's probably going to be a new shooter on the market. Uh, we haven't heard really any details other than that stuff from that lawsuit about Bungie's new game. Find uh, out. Destiny. Hear more about that on Up at Noon okay. Monday. Right, but still, YouTube, like, not so a whole lot, but <laughs> you'll so, hear some. So well, yeah, I mean, Bungie's on the show. They're not talking about their game. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, 2013 could conceivably shape up to, um, you know, an incredible year considering all the great games that we already know about that are coming out. But yeah. who knows about the launch titles for the new yes. Xbox and the new mm -hmm. PlayStation? I mean, that right there alone could be something incredible as well. Infamous 3, what? Uh, God, I hope so. Launch lineups generally aren't... That mind blowing, but no. PlayStation Vita's was, and it didn't help at all. So there you go. That's I was lot. actually I was just looking over the Wii U launch lineup and thinking the exact same thing. I was like, I pre-ordered one of these. This is gonna be great. And I went through the list of like what I'm actually gonna be playing, and it was like two or three games. And I was yeah. like, I'll check out Nintendo Land for a little while. That'll be a novelty. I'll dump thirty or forty hours in a new Super Mario Brothers, and I'll collect everything. And then I'll look down and I'll go, Do I want to play Batman again? No. No. 
If Rayman was delayed until next year, like, do I want to play Assassin's Creed three weeks? Zombie you. You got to worry. Do you want to play Zombie you? Exactly. Do you want to play Assassin's Creed three now? I played a little bit. I'm playing the one on Vita. So do you like it more? Maybe the launch titles aren't going to be. I mean, who knows what the launch titles would be like? But it's just going to add to whatever awesomeness 2013 already is. Plus, just new consoles are just it's very exciting. Yeah, it's exciting. Oh my god, I can store photos on it. Um, by the way, why, why is Sony refusing to talk about the most important aspect of the PlayStation 4? Is it going to have printer settings? <laughs> I hope. You can only hope it'll have some printer settings in there. Have you ever printed anything no. with your PS4? No. I've tried to do it on our office network. It just doesn't even just find work? the thing. No. Uh, this is Miguel Alonso. Oh, good name. He says, hey guys, I haven't been watching GameScoop for very long since it only recently came out on YouTube, but you all seem to know so much about games and stuff. So I was wondering, what kind of games would you recommend for a gamer who's into fighter games but needs a story to go through as well? I enjoyed Naruto, Shippuden, Ultimate Ninja Storm Generations, Super Smash Bros. Brawl Melee, Mortal Kombat vs. DC Universe. Right. Um, the regular Mortal Kombat reboot that came out, what, last year? Yeah. yeah. Has a ridiculously fun story in it. Yeah. It does it? It's completely absurd. Like, Johnny Cage doesn't know he's fighting in a tournament in hell until like a third of the way through the game, he's like, man, look at that CG. Yeah, yeah Look yeah. at those backup actors. And all of a sudden, like, he gets, sees a guy get his spine ripped out for real, and he's like, holy shit, this is real, I'm in hell. <laughs> so play that, that's fun. Uh, similar thing, but I mean, Injustice, Gods Among Us, is coming yeah. out next year, and yeah, it's, uh, it's got a DC yet. But, uh, mm-hmm. I was going to ask, what about All-Stars? Yeah, is there a story in that? You want a story in it? I mean, every character has a single-player campaign that you play through, that, but it's, you know... It's not like it's not like a super. It's a very tongue-in-cheek story of they kind of just know that they're. No, it doesn't have a good story. <laughs> <laughs> it has a story. It's not like it's not on. It's not like an yeah. actual. No, I mean, the, be, the best writers on earth couldn't figure out a logical way to get all those characters. Yeah, why sack boy fighting the Bioshock? <laughs> I'm really mad at that onion cat. Thing. I'm really mad at that yeah, onion I mean, cat. Typically, most most fighting games aren't put together or known for their uh, great stories. So That's true. The Soul Calibur games yeah, have really was, crazy stories. I was going to mention that. If, you know, I mean, yeah. if you want to pick up like something that's inexpensive, you could get, you know. The well, last they do, but they they do some crazy things. Like they they wrote, um, what was it, Ezio into one of them, and oh, then yeah. well, Link is in that, one, they, and Darth Vader, and they actually find logical ways to weave that into the story. Like the animus right. yeah, broke, Cal- and we gotta yeah. really yes. Yeah. Soul Calibur four had Darth Vader and Yoda. In yeah. It, so mm-hmm. if you're into Star Wars, that's, that's true. you know that a little not extra canon. fiction. Plus, and it had The Apprentice as well from yep. uh, Force Unleashed. Of course, WWE thirteen. Whoa! Wait a second. There you go. That's a great idea. Yeah. Okay. This is John. Boring name. He says... Where's Cody? (laughs) Cody! (laughs) I was wondering if you could define some terms that you guys use regularly. I haven't been into following video game news for very long. It would be helpful. What are third-party developers, first-party developers, and AAA games? First-party developers are internally owned by... Companies like Nintendo, yeah, the publisher owned by pu- publisher yeah. owned, yeah. 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 Um, I don't know if we use this, the term second party ever. We do. Really. That's that, that would be like who? That's like like yeah, retro. I don't think we ever use second party developers. I've asked about that before, but yeah. nobody ever uses that term. There's just first and third party. Right? Colin uses it once in a while. I, th- I believe what it is, it's defined as it would be a third party developer that's been contracted or paid to only make games for that time. So like Quantic like, Dream is like right, a second right. party to Sony because Sony doesn't own Quantic Dream, but Quantic Dream is only making games for Sony platforms. Sure. Or Insomniac. For a while, but yeah. they were. Yeah. Right, and right. now everyone hates them because yeah. they're not. Well, so <laughs> there are only three first party developers, right? Uh, I'm well, trying yeah. to make this as simple as There's three first party publishers and then uh, there's developers that they own. Yeah. 
Yeah, so like uh, Sony owns Naughty Dog, so they're a first right. party developer. So Microsoft owns and publishes content on Xbox, but they also own the Microsoft Game Studio, mm -hmm. and that would be the developer. I don't think we're clearing it up for John. <laughs> at all. So what's well, what's rare? Rare is uh, first party. They're, they're first party because they're owned. Microsoft. And what's retro? Are they also first party? Are they owned by Nintendo, or are yeah, they second party? I Nintendo. work for the PlayStation team. <laughs> but like so, Visceral Games makes Dead Space, they're a third-party developer. Yeah, they, they 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 have no. Think of it this way: Who swears allegiance to whom? Mm -hmm. If Visceral swears allegiance that to nobody, they make games. To, they make games is, for everybody. Rockstar yeah. makes games for everybody. EA makes games for everybody. They're, they're if you're making a game for yeah. a cross-platform game. It's not you're not a first-party yeah. developer. Yep, that's a good way to think about it. Triple A game. It's the blockbuster movie of video games. Yeah. yeah. Assassin's Creed, millions of dollars going yeah, into it. Yeah, giant budgets, giant teams. You know, there's a big distinction between, you know, Halo or Call of Duty, Assassin's Creed. They have 350, 400 people working on them, giant, you know, tens, 30s, $50 billion budgets versus smaller indie games that you hear <laughs> us talk about, like Hotline Miami or even Journey. Like mm -hmm. that game company is, uh, you know, a relatively small studio yep. compared to. You know the companies that are making you know the call, and games. it's worth mentioning that AAA games don't always get AAA scores. Oh sure, not really worth mentioning. <laughs> I mentioned that's stupid. Well, he might be. We had to like explain a lot of things to him that we didn't really know the answers to ourselves. So. <laughs> we nailed it. True. I nailed it. Nailed it. Kind of shit the better. Really? It. Yeah. Whoa. Right. One more email. Hopefully, this, this one's about hey, explain cigarettes to me, and you'll be like, well. I haven't had one you in like six months. You got a filter and you go in. <laughs> <laughs> that would be bad. That's not how cigarettes. That's not how you make cigarettes. <laughs> you don't make cigarettes. <laughs> some people do. Okay, some people. Somebody do. has to make the cigarettes. Philip Morris has to make the cigarettes. You can make your own. They make the papers. You can roll your own. Yeah. You can't make your own. Like you, you have to own like a whole tobacco farm for that. It's a lot of work. So you're saying if there's a rolled cigarette on the table and I go, who made that? You're gonna be like, nobody. I rolled it. Like, but well, there's a bunch it. of different companies involved in that. A company made the rolling paper, <laughs> a, a lighter, someone your mother made you. You know, Greg, I was going to answer this gentleman's question, but I think he's I think he's starting to double dip here. With even like, oh. another, like another site. What? Yeah. <laughs> he's starting to double dip with another site. No, this is a good one to call out. That's awesome. <laughs> I've never seen that before. Tony Cooper wrote into GameScoop at IGN.com, just like you can, listener. But he also wrote into letters at EatSleepGame.com. <laughs> oh, I thought it was a developer. Now that I see it's another site, yeah. I don't even know what that Sorry, is. Sorry, Tony EatSleepGame is... Uh, no, I screwed it. Not, not Jaffe. No, that's easy to play. It's Arthur Gies over it is. Rebel it's FM. It's Rebel FM. Oh yeah. He's, try, he's yeah, trying yeah, to get yeah, on yeah, Rebel yeah. FM in this. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I'll have more luck with Rebel FM. Yeah, maybe they'll yeah. read your shit over there. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, Love you, Arthur. will do anything for a dollar. <laughs> Just send it to him. Uh, you may remember last week we gave you the opportunity to win a $250 Best Buy gift card. All you had to do was send in your best cat gift. We got many good ones. Oh, my God. Which I'll, uh, I'll show you a bunch of the best ones at the end of the show. The best one, though, came from Chris... Le Vassur. Uh He sent in this one. Right. Isn't that fantastic? Yeah, it's really. It's nice. the one you emailed out, right? No, I couldn't. That one's not safe for game. Oh, okay. I didn't know. <laughs> I, thought, I was like, that one is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that one, Casey has a bear lady ass in that I'll one, it so it's well, probably it's not an entire not bear. Ass. I mean, yeah, sure. It's just not really probably appropriate. Anyway, Chris, and congratulations. I will email you the code for your Best Buy gift card. We have another one to give away. The way you win it is a little bit different this week, and Naomi is going to explain exactly how you do it.
Thanks, Damon. So here's how you can win the $250 gift card to Best Buy. We want to see the very best video game gift you can find. Send it to us at gamescoop at IGN.com. We'll pick one winner and notify them by email and then feature it here on the show. This giveaway is powered by Best Buy, where you can pre-order Call of Duty Black Ops 2 and can play it first at select stores. Good luck, everyone. Now back to you, Damon. Thank you, Naomi. Next week is Grand Theft Auto 5 week, isn't it, Casey? That's right, yeah. So starting on Monday, we're going to have uh, a plethora of information about GTA 5. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. We are going to be on Game Scoop talking about it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, we're, we've got stories galore, talking about the missions, talking about the, the characters, talking about pretty much everything. So, yep. Um, Just to make sure we don't jinx it, I think we should all wear the same clothes. I think you're right. Okay, that's okay, a good I, idea. I can definitely plan to do that. Monday morning, we're all going to be looking like this. Okay. Perfect. Leave all these things right here, too. It's true. Hold on, hold on. Now I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. Remember, you can always reach us at gamescoop at IGN.com. Everybody have a great weekend, and we'll see you next week. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.